And good morning, everybody. <laughs> Pastor John and I will be tag teaming this morning in the area of prayer that we have been going through the last couple Sundays. And let's open up with uh, reciting or uh, this prayer, um, this word, Matthew 7, 7 to 8, as they get it on the screen. Let's all say it together. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be open. Amen. You know, when I, um, before I became a Christian, I used to pray, and I didn't know who I was praying to. <laughs> but I noticed that when I became a Christian, things changed. And um, first of all, how many of us had prayers that have been answered recently? Any of us? Ah, oh, that's awesome. What about prayers that haven't gone answered yet? <laughs> you know, but one thing I know that God does hear our prayer. And so don't get discouraged or give up because God will answer in his time. In our um, discussion with Pastor John and I as we're going over the sermon, preparing it, uh, he made an observation, and I totally agree with this. He says, you know, when somebody comes a Christian, for some reason, they're just like an open heaven, and God answers prayers right away. And, and I was reflecting on that, and I was thinking, that's correct. Because I recall my life, when I first became a Christian, and when I would pray, God would just like answer. And I remember one time, my friend and I, we went to, uh, went to go to Waikiki for a, a banquet, a uh, dinner. And um, so we went to, it was by the auditorium, and we went to park in that area. We went to driving through, and there was no parking available at all. And it, it, we was looking at each other, and so I, I just said, I'm going to pray. And my friend wasn't a Christian then, and he looked at me like, oh, okay. And then as we went in, there was no parking. We turned around, coming back. And all of a sudden, on the top of my head, I don't know why I said this, I think we have a parking space way up front. So we started driving up front, going forward, and all of a sudden, a car pulled out. And there we had the parking space. And then I looked at my friend, and he looked at me, and he looked at me, and he said, lucky. <laughs> but that wasn't luck. That was God answering prayer. And time and time again, even with my other friend, that came a Christian, he had asked God, God, teach me how to draw. And he was at a shopping center. And lo and behold, as he was walking through the shopping center, there was an artist there. And he was drawing. And so he went to the artist, and he talked to the artist, and the artist began to teach him how to draw. Wow. God answers his prayer. <laughs> and sometimes, so when I look back at my life, you know, God sometimes answers prayer quickly, and sometimes not so quick. But he answers. And so today, as we look at the scripture, it says, Ask, ye shall receive. Now, prayer starts with asking. And the word or the translated ask is to ask, ask again, and keep on asking until you receive. In other words, keep asking, asking, asking. It's a continuous act. Versus just a one-time deal of saying, God, I need this. You find that throughout the Bible. 
that when people prayed, they had to ask, ask, and ask. And so when we look at prayer, we should look at it from that place that we need to keep asking God. Scripture in Matthew 7, 11 says this, that if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So here's the question. How do you view God? Is he some mystical being out there or a genie in a bottle that you ask to? Scripture doesn't say that. Scripture says he's your heavenly father. Your father, a perfect father in heaven. A father that says that you are my child. You are my son and you my, are my daughter. Someone once says this, that prayer to God is like a child's conversation with his father. It is natural for a child to ask his father for things he needs. James 4 says, you have not because you ask not. And so how we approach God, that he's our father, a perfect father in heaven, that we can go to whenever. You know, I like um, Pastor John. He's going to be sharing about Asin and the puppy, as you know, in the past. But he's going to give more details in it. But I had asked Asin, Asin, how many times did you ask your dad for the puppy? And he said, many times. <laughs> and then I said, okay, Asin, how many times did your dad say no? A lot. <laughs> and I was thinking, that's sometimes like God would have us to ask and ask because he wants us to have an intimate relationship with him to a deeper measure. And so when we pray, that doesn't mean I believe God hears our prayer and that he will answer in his time. He says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Wow. Whatever you wish, it will be done for you. <laughs> I had to go over that again. <laughs> you know, in asking, what is saying that we need to be connected to Jesus most of all. Because prayer is our connecting point to him, and so is faith. Billy Graham said this, we should not pray for God to be on our side, but pray that we may be on God's side. Prayer brings us into a place of intimacy to know God and to know his will because prayer acknowledges that we need God. So we need to pray and pray and pray and ask, show that God, I need you in my life. I need you every day in my life and to help me. I gave this illustration earlier that when we first got our a house that we were searching for, at the time we were renting, and so we went um, searching high and low, we were looking all over the place, it was quite a while, then finally uh, one day I looked in the newspaper and there was a, 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 the ad for a house for sale. I called my realtor and I told him about the house, so he said, oh, okay, we'll go down. So we went down and come to find out it was the last day of the showing. And so um, we gave an offer to, first they had the price there. And so as usual, we come in with a lower offer. And then later, um, come to find out uh, somebody had offered cash. And so we didn't 
So they came back. The owner came back with another counter offer to our offer. And we come to find out that there was a cash offer. And so, but in prayer, uh, was praying about it, my wife and I. And once uh, Saturday morning, we, we went back to the realtor that week and said, you know what, uh, we're just going to stay with our offer. And I was praying that Saturday morning, and I was walking, and I was praying, and I was telling God, um, I'm just going to leave it into your hands. Whatever you this is your will, uh, is your will. And I'm going to just stay with I f- what I felt was to just stay with that, what we offered in price. So that happened on a Saturday morning as a walking. And then Sunday morning, just before we came to church, I get a phone call. And the realtor was on the phone, and he was so ecstatic, excited. <laughs> and he said, guess what? He took your offer. He didn't take the other offer, and he took your offer. And he was just going off. He was so happy. And I was like, okay, praise God. <laughs> and then um, I knew it was God. And for some reason, um, when we went to the showing, the owner seen my wife and I, and for some reason he liked us. I don't know why, but (laughs) it must have been God's favor on us. And I was thinking about it. It must have been the favor of God. So anyway, I told my wife, and my wife got all excited. And then she started preaching me like Billy Graham. I told you, you need to have faith. You need to believe God. You don't have enough faith. And that's why. <laughs> she was preaching to me. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm the preacher without faith. <laughs> but anyway, God answered our prayer. And so in prayer, we have to learn. Don't give up when you ask one time. Don't give up when you ask another time. Keep asking God. Because, you know, Jesus, you know that he prayed more than once for one thing? When you find in the Garden of Gethsemane before the cross, he prayed not only once to, to ask his father if it was the will to go to the cross. He prayed once. And the Bible said he prayed twice. And he prayed three times. And on the third time, he knew he was confirmed from the Father that he had to go. So keep praying and asking because delays are not God's denials because God does hear your prayer and don't give up. Amen. Pastor John. Thank you, Pastor Lance. Um, How many of you know that God loves answering prayer and that... uh, Prayer is not just like this one thing you do in the morning, but it's really a lifestyle that throughout the day and throughout your life, you get to be able to communicate to God, but then hear his voice. And it's, it's just this constant connection with the Father. And I, I never jumped into the scripture and dug deep into the scripture um, as much as I did in preparing for this uh, message. And it's very interesting how God uh, has different levels of prayer. When I was in college, I, we used to like talk to each other, and one of the things we would say is, hey, how much time did you spend in prayer? And, and we would answer and say, I don't pray. My whole life is a prayer. And we would say it jokingly, but we, we would say things like that just to say, like, it's, it's not about the thing that you do, but it's the lifestyle that you live. And, um, and 
Ask, seek, knock, if you look at this ask, seek, knock, I never saw this before, but if you look at the difference between asking, seeking, and knocking, it's almost like these levels of maturity. When, you're, when your kid comes to you and asks you for something, when they're a kid, you'll just you know, give it to them or say yes or say no. But the older that they get, they're going to start asking. You know, they're going to start uh, asking why and seeking the reasons. And when, you know, there's a difference between the way I talk with Aston and the way that I talk with Alexis. Alexis, a lot of times, she wants to know the reason behind things, and I can explain things to her. And then the knocking is when there's obstacles and you have the character of God, now you can contend for what he wants in your life. So there's these different levels just asking, God, can you do this? And then as he provides, you're like, wow, God cares about me, and he, he answers my prayer. But then as you get older in the Lord, sometimes he doesn't answer the prayer. How many of you have recognized that in your life, that when you first get saved, like Pastor Lance said, everything gets answered, but then the longer that you're saved, sometimes you ask for something, and it doesn't happen right away. And I think that is when... God wants you to press in and start asking why. And then it gets to this level where you're maturing in Christ and you're becoming more like him. And the reason why those prayers aren't getting answered is because he wants to develop our character and who we are inside to be more like him. And so we seek him. And when we seek him, it says that you'll find him. And then once you have more of a character of Christ and you understand his ways, then he's going to use you to impact the world and to push the kingdom of God and the borders of the kingdom of God wider. And that's when you contend. That's when you knock. There's closed doors, but God says, don't stop at the closed door. Just knock and, and it will be open to you. The, the opportunities, the, the dreams that he's placed on your heart, the things that he wants you to accomplish, those things, God will open up those opportunities as you're consistent in, knock, in knocking. Um, one, of the, one thing that was kind of funny, we're in the back and, and Pastor Lance is asking Asen about the puppy. And, and, um, and when he was asking Asen about the puppy, the one thing that, the first thing that came to my mind is like, oh, this is so much like, like God. You know, we ask God for things and then God answers. And I was putting myself in like, I'm such, you know, Asen asked me so many times and I was like, God, and I just gave him the dog. I'm just like God. You know, like, I'm such a good father. And that was the, the way that I was thinking through it. And then, and then God kind of spoke to me and he's like, why don't we go through the whole details of how this happened? And so I started like thinking about it and I told my kids from day one, we're never getting a dog because I don't like animals. You got to clean up after them. You got to feed them. You got to bathe them. You got to, they, they have hair that messes up the whole house to get, I have daughter, a daughter and a wife that have allergies. We are never, ever getting an animal. Just don't even ask me. Go play with grandma's animal. Go play with your, your uncle's animal. We're never getting one, right? I just wanted to make it clear from day one. And, uh, and then we started soaping during COVID, and every single time we're soaping, no matter what the soap is on, it could be on wisdom, it could be on whatever, but Asen would never pray about the soap. He would always pray, God, please get me a puppy. <laughs> God, please get me a puppy. Every single day he's praying, God, please get me a puppy. And I would be like, God's not going to answer that prayer. You know, just, just, and so, I, you, know, I, you, know, you know the story. I told him he got to take care of his grandma's puppy every single day for 30 days. And my whole plan was he's going to give up halfway through. But he went all the way through. And every day he's praying for his puppy. And he finishes. And I'm like, dang. Like, now what am I going to do? And so, so uh, 
And, and my mom, she's like more excited about us getting a puppy than he is. She's like calling me up and saying, hey, you could get a puppy here. You could get a puppy here. Hey, call your cousin because your cousin just got a puppy. So I call my cousin. And how much did your puppy cost? She said $4,000. I'm like, what? $4,000? I could buy a car with $4,000. We're not getting a puppy. And so everybody that I'm talking to is like $1,000 to $4,000. I think I talked to Mona. and I was like, no way. We're not spending like thousands of dollars on an animal. That's crazy. And, 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 then, um, and then so my, my mom says, hey, call up your other cousin because uh, you could get a puppy from them. And so I call this, my other cousin, you know, and they say, oh, yeah, two, $250. i am like, Okay, now that got to be an ugly, <laughs> gross, mutt puppy that is going to give us all allergies. And so my plan was, okay, we're going to buy this puppy. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be stink. It's going to, like, make doo-doo all over the place. And then we're going to give up and give it away. You know, that's, that, was my, that was my plan. I'm just telling you how evil I am. And, uh, and so, um, so, you know, I, I, I make contact with this lady. And, and, and finally, uh, we get the puppy. And it's a super cute little you know, I don't know what it is. It's like a Maltese, Opso, whatever. I don't, I don't even know the name of it. Um, and so I, we flew to Kauai, and we got the puppy, and, and, uh, and Ace is super happy, and I, I'm starting to fall in love with the puppy now. It's like, it's a cute little dog. And, and I realized that I had nothing to do with getting this puppy. This was God answering my son's prayer. And so, like, on the way up, to the house, I had to drive him back up because he has to watch the puppy while his sister comes to church. I was like, you know that, that wasn't, that God answered your prayer because I would have never got that. And he's like, yup. <laughs> and so like he's growing up and he's understanding that God answers prayer. You know, he's, he's only, I don't know, fifth, fourth grade. He's going to be fifth grade. And, or no, sixth grade. <laughs> he's going to be sixth grade. <laughs> but he's learning that God answers prayer. At, at, God, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor of a church or you're just like a sixth grader, that God will answer prayer even if, even if your dad is against it. So, um, so asking you to seek and you'll find. Um, this one scripture, it says, what man of you having a, do we have that new one? Yeah, what man of you having, a, I, I put the wrong um, Wrong verse in your notes, but it's in the same chapter. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if you lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that's lost until he find, finds it? In your, in your notes, it says, what man of you, um, if you have a lost coin, uh, wouldn't go and search the whole house for this lost coin? And the whole idea of this parable is that God, he left the 99 sheep to seek that one. And because he loved it so much. And when he found it, he called all his friends and had this huge party because he loved that one sheep. The same thing with the, the woman with the coin. She left everything and she looked for that one coin. And when she found it, she called her friends and had a big party. And that's the heart that God has for us, for you and for me. He left everything. He left heaven to seek us and to find us. Even though we think that we seek for God, God is really the one that is searching and seeking for us. And he left everything to find us. That's the heart of God. And what God does is he, he gives us an invitation to be like him, to partake of his divine nature in seeking him the same way that, that he sought us. And so it, the whole parable is 
how does God seek? God, he gets rid of everything to find us. Isn't that amazing? That he gets rid of everything to find us. How many of you who are married would appreciate if your spouse, before you got married, had like three people that they were dating and was and had a list. No, I'm just joking, Zach. But but had a bunch of people that they were dating and then and then kept all of them, like Solomon. How many would like that? Nobody, right? There, there is a, a principle of value that when we seek something of value, like the, the Bible talks about the pearl of great price, that he sold everything so that he could get that one pearl. That's what God did for us. And what God promises is that if we have that same heart in seeking him, that we'll be found of him. Um, Proverbs eight seventeen it says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Proverbs eight seventeen, and in this ask, seek, knock um, uh, process in our lives, you know, ask is when we're infants in Christ, kind of, and then seeking is kind of when we're teenagers in Christ, and things don't always go our way, but we say, God, what's going on? What do you want to do in my life? How how do you want to change me? And and. When we seek, there's that bracelet, right? You guys also have the bracelet, what would Jesus do? Or the shirt, what would Jesus do? That is the process of seeking. Um, I remember when I was in college and I got super bitter at somebody and I was asking God, God, take away this bitterness. Do you think God answered that prayer? I asked him, I said, God, take away this bitterness. Do you think God took away the bitterness? No. I had to not just ask him to take away the bitterness. Then I had to seek him and say, God, you're not taking away this bitterness. How do I get rid of this bitterness? And then he pointed me to the scripture that said, bless your enemies. And so I I was like, oh, geez, how am I going to bless somebody that I hate? How am I going to bless somebody that, that I'm so bitter at? And then God gave me a specific assignment. He said, I want you to take $100 and give that $100 to this person you hate. I rebuke that Satan in Jesus' name. Get thee behind me, right? But, but it was God to bless. And as soon as I blessed that person, all that bitterness just left. And it was because God wanted me to be more like him. He didn't answer my prayer. He made me seek him for his will. And once I sought him for his will and I obeyed, it opened up a whole nother truth to who God was. And then I realized that God, he blessed me even when I offend him. You know, it, it like changes your relationship in that seeking mode when you're seeking. And if you're in a place right now in your life where things aren't going your way or prayers aren't being answered, maybe God is inviting you into an, another level of seeking his will. Finding out what, did Je- what would Jesus do? When we go into scripture, you know, it says when Jesus was betrayed, how many of you have been betrayed or are being betrayed right now? You don't have to raise your hand. But what did Jesus do when he was betrayed? It said that he gave thanks. He broke the bread and he gave thanks and he prayed when he was betrayed. What did Jesus do when he needed to pay taxes? Because I've been thinking about, like, what are taxes? Like you, and he prayed and God provided 
for those taxes. When he was stressed out because all of these ministry, all these people wanted him to minister. How many of you are feeling a little bit stressed now that COVID is lifting and there's a whole bunch of activities, things are opening back up again. We need to figure out how we're going to do this next stage. How many of you feel a little bit stressed out? And in that stress, we can say, God, take away the stress. You know, ask. But maybe he won't. What did Jesus do? We go seeking. What did Jesus do? It says that when the the multitudes pressed in, that he went to a place of solitude to pray. Right? And, and, And so maybe if we're feeling stressed and we're praying that God would relieve that stress and it's not going away, maybe he's calling us and inviting us to a place of seeking him and to ask what would Jesus do? And in doing what Jesus did, we find the answer. Seek and you will find, right? And then the last thing, knock and the door will be open to you. So this is a, once we be, the character of Christ is developed in our hearts, it doesn't stop there. God says, now I want you to take that into the world. I want you to exercise that in your community, in your workplace, in your family. And when you try to do that, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find doors that are not open. (laughs) You're going to find doors that are closed, right? Because if the doors are open, the kingdom of God would already be here. But when we are operating under the character of Christ and we want to see that kingdom advance, there's going to be doors, but with those doors, it's not going to be open. They're going to be closed. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 16, 9. He said, for a wide door for effective work has opened to me. That means that it was closed. How did it open? I believe that Paul was knocking. He was like, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to live my life? How can I get this character of you, this kingdom of you that's in my heart, how can I get that out into the world? And so he's knocking and God opened the door. He's seeking you, asking you will receive, seeking you'll find. Knock, the door will be open, but guess what's on the other side of the door? He says, for a wide door for effective work has opened to me, are we, and there are many adversaries. Everybody say adversaries. Adversaries. God wants to teach us all how to fight. God wants to teach us all how to contend for his kingdom to be advanced. The first thing is to ask, to, to, to know that God cares about us, seek to learn his ways, become more like him, but then knock to contend for the kingdom and to be like Christ. Like how Zach prayed this morning. He said, Jesus came the first time as a servant, but when he comes back, he's coming back as a king. He's coming back as a conqueror, and he's developing us into that image. Um, Genesis 32, 28, it says, Then he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with man, and you have prevailed. God has many things that he wants to give to us that we won't experience unless we become knockers. Once we become knockers, there are things that God will open to us that would never have opened to us unless we believe and step into a different realm of faith. And um, I was just talking to one of our intercessors, and one of her best friends got sick just in the past month and had to get rushed to emergency. And she said as soon as her friend went into emergency, she started asking God, God, please heal her, please heal her, please heal her. And guess what happened? Nothing. She went into ICU, and she got worse. 
And so she said that's when she shifted gears from asking into seeking. And she said, God, is it your will that she gets healed? And if it's not your will that she gets healed, I surrender her to you. I surrender my will to you. And if, she, if it's your time to take her, then I'll be okay with that. But tell me, what is your will? And God told her, it's not her time yet. I want you to pray. I want you to contend for her. So she said she shifted gears and went from seeking to knocking. And she said, God, I, I, I pray that you'd heal her in Jesus' name. We rebuke that in Jesus' name and, and started to contend for her healing. And it was only a week later that she came out of ICU and she's completely healed and she's at home now. And that, it, it, it was a process of asking, seeking, and then knocking and contending. And then the kingdom of God advancing and, and his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. God is inviting us. I believe that God is inviting us to be people that not just understand asking him for stuff, but seeking him for his ways. And then once we understand his ways to be contenders and knock on those doors to see his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, we have a video that Jake put together. Um, Lay is one of uh, the women in, on our staff that ju jumps onto our staff a couple of months ago, and it, it's been a great uh, joy working with her um, on, on staff, but she's been growing in her faith, and this is a story of how she's grown in prayer. I grew up going to Catholic Church, and it was during those times on sun at Sunday Mass that we would do prayers like the Apostles' Creed, um, the Our Father, and we would basically recite after the priest. Uh, so I never really thought about prayer outside of Sunday Mass, but I, I realized that when I did take time to pray, Worship it team, almost felt like um, I was praying because I needed something or, um, you know, there was times of struggle or in the storms of life, and I realized I never really had a prayer life, but it was more of going to Him when I needed something. You know, after even getting baptized, I still felt vulnerable um, in small groups. When asked to pray, I would cringe and be like, no, not me. There's just this fear that would just consume me, and uh, I mean, bottom line, I was just I didn't know how to pray. And then the other issue I would have in praying is for some reason I would just get so emotional and would just start crying. So then I felt like, oh, okay, I don't know if I could do this. Um, so I realized that um, when I do pray and those emotions do come out, I mean, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. But I know how powerful prayer is. I mean, I've seen it move in my life. I've seen it move in other people's lives. So. You know, there's nothing to fear. Our small group, we were going through a Bible study. In one section, we t it talked about how, you know, you reprioritize your, your agenda or your day, your schedule, by giving God your schedule and not trying to fit Him into the schedule. Uh, and then also, what made me commit to prayers in the morning was, um, through Unite 714. One morning I just felt convicted. You know, everyone around me was on this prayer time and I felt like, okay, I think God is trying to tell me, you know, He's answering my prayers. Okay, this is an opportunity for you to jump into prayer.
just realized how the whole atmosphere here at home, in myself, um, in our business. Um, I have prayed for specific opportunities and those doors just have opened. I, I get excited and jumping in the Word and wanting to see what God wants to tell me. I think the most significant change is hearing God's voice, hearing Him more clearly. And when He doesn't answer, then I know what the answer is. And I can seek for direction and, um, and I just feel more of His presence. God's inviting us to pray, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's because He wants to do something new in our lives. Amen. Why don't we all stand? Um, if you want to jump into the Unite 714, it's still going on, 714 in the morning, 714 at night. You can email the church and uh, to be put on the text message list or the email list. Uh, also, she, she talked about small group, and small group is so important for us to uh, grow in our faith and to be challenged and sometimes it's uncomfortable but God works in those areas of our lives that are uncomfortable so I would just encourage you to jump into a small group in the next two weeks we're going to uh, jump into another series it's called The Chosen and um, we're going to be watching uh, the movie The Chosen there's 14 episodes, I believe, or 16 episodes, I believe, and we're going to go through those episodes and discuss it with our small groups. So there's going to be a bunch of new small groups that open up in two weeks. So uh, be praying about that. Ask God if he wants you to jump into a small group. There's going to be different groups that watch the, the movie together during the week and then uh, also discussing it after it's preached about on Sunday. So um, pray about that. God's going to do great things during that time. Uh, God, thank you so much, Lord, that you have called us to be people of prayer and that it's not just talking to you and asking you for stuff, but you want to mold us and shape us into your image through us seeking you. You said that when you, we seek you, that we will find you when we search for you with all of our hearts. And finally, God, you said that if we knock, that the doors would be open. God, I pray that you would open doors that many of us have been praying for. Lord, that you, you would break down doors, you'd break down barriers, you'd break down the obstacles in our lives that are keeping us from the full potential of what you have called us to do on this earth. We thank you so much for your promises and we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. We're going to sing. The Lord God, we just thank you for the authority that you have given us and the promises in scripture that you said that if we ask, that we will receive, that if we seek, that we will receive we will find if we knock that the door will be open for us. And God, you have placed us in all different areas of this community and, and on this island. And God, within each heart is the seed of the kingdom. Within every heart is your presence. And God, when we leave this place and we go out into the different parts of the island, Lord, we carry your presence. And you said that if we agree on anything, if, if your words are in us and we, and and we abide in you, Lord, that we can ask anything and it will be given. And God, I just pray for everyone in this building that as we go into our families and into our workplaces and the different places of our community, Lord, that, that you will begin to put within our hearts just different burdens, uh, small different seeds of burdens, Lord, that, that as we begin to ask and seek and knock, Lord, that you would use every single one of us to see your kingdom advance in our schools, in our education places, in, in the places of business. Lord, that you would transform this island through your church and through your people. We thank you for all of these things in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said...
Amen. Amen. God bless you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Amen. Have a great week.